Hello, everybody. Welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hi, Pete. You sound a little low energy today, Nikki. What's going on? Really? Yeah, a little bit. No, that was my hello. <laughs> my client <laughs> hello. actually, yeah, my, I have a client who said, you know, you have like this, this hello that you do all the time. I'm like, hello. no, I never knew I had like no, you hello. Do. No, you totally do. <laughs> I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I never knew that until it got yeah. pointed out to me. <laughs> so totally. no, there's no low energy here. Okay, excellent. Hello. Well, I'm glad because it was going to be in a, <laughs> a, a wildly appropriate tone of voice for our topic today. We are talking about burnout. Oh, then I should have done that. Yeah, you should have okay. actually yeah Let's, bury yourself yeah. in the part. Yeah. Hello, Pete. Hello. Still doing the podcast. Here we are doing oh, the podcast. And I stepped in poo. <laughs> oh, I love poo. I love oh, little Winnie the Pooh. Um, so, uh, we, we're talking about burnout today, uh, comes as a listener question. We've got a number of great listener questions that are sort of stacking up. And, uh, so we're, we're taking those on, uh, before we dive in, you know, the drill head over to take control ADHD.com to get to know us a little bit better. Listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list right there on the homepage. You can get an email with the latest episode each week, connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at take control ADHD and call us, leave us a voicemail at 503 664 for a d d and get your thoughts your questions on this show we would love to hear from you and thank you so much we're seeing more and more of these five-star reviews come in in apple podcasts and itunes and uh, recommendations across podcast apps we really appreciate it uh when you do that uh, it helps other people discover the show when they search for adhd help that they need so uh, you making a great uh, recommendation on behalf of us helps others. You're paying it forward. Thank you for dropping us a kind review. We really appreciate it. Uh, we, so a, a couple of notes of feedback. First, I just want to put a pin in this one. Uh, we got a request from Blair about with some great questions on Evernote, and it got me thinking, oh, we just need to do another digital episode on Evernote. This is a great question. We're going to try and get somebody from Evernote to join us and uh, have a, a broader conversation about Evernote. So Blair, thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. Your question is coming up, and it's it inspired me to talk uh, at length, so it's coming. Uh, and then Chloe wrote us with an uh, app recommendation that I cannot get enough of. Have you tried this thing? I haven't. No. So tell us about it. It's called the Sprint Spritz Power Reader, and uh, it's it's a plugin. It's like a, a browser applet, right? So you you s go over to Sprint Spritz. <laughs> say that three times spritz spritz power reader i'll put the link in the show notes you go over there and you say get this thing and there's a little button it says drag this up to your bookmark bar and there's a little animation that shows you what you want to do it's very very easy to put it in your browser and then all you do uh, it's called the spritzlet that that you're dragging into your reader and then you just select text on a web page or, or most web pages you just click it when you land on this page like you're on a, an article or something and and select text and uh, it will just uh, it, it opens up a little speed reading uh, window and and it uses there it's really novel uh, technology that allows you to read one word at a time with the anchor letter of each word highlighted and you just stare at that letter and you just begin absorbing text and you can change the speed at which you're reading from it starts at like 250 words a minute and it goes up uh, from there it's got a little slider you can uh, you can adjust uh, and it is 
so great for focus, right? Because it's this thing flashing at you. Like literally you can't stop staring at it because it's so distracting. And you just find that you are reading. You're reading without staring at a big block of text that sometimes can turn into just a wash of words. It is a a really attractive way to read. So um, go get the spritzlet, check in the show notes uh, for the link. And Chloe, you are a lifesaver. I can't, but I've been looking for a really good plugin that does this uh, in the browser uh, for ages and ages. I can't believe it took so long to find one that really is that I, that I love. So I've spent a day with it uh, and uh, I adore it. Uh, it works in Google Docs. I'm, I'm, it works works all over the place. So I, I have gotten an, an error once on a page that had a bunch of complex elements like text blocks sort of all over the page is a big long scroll kind of sales page on a, a big website. And and it said, uh, we're sorry, we can't find the, the text because the text is not linear here. Select what you want to read and click the spritzlet again. So you just select the text on the page and click the little bookmark icon and it opens up and works just fine. So that's the only, uh, the only trick that I've found uh, in case of an error. Uh, but uh, overall, two big thumbs up for this app and for Chloe. That is awesome. I have found what I've been looking for. That's right. I feel like the music has the, the has swelled in the background, the dramatic music, the dramatic lighting. And I've, <laughs> I have I found good timing, Chloe. My Thank new you. app love. Uh, it's great. And, and apparently uh, there is some um, I, I can't I can't tell if there's a if there's a t- there should be a tablet app like you can get it for, um, you know, for a tablet, too. There's an iOS app, uh, Android app. Windows Phone app, and these are third-party apps. Some of them that have the Spritz tool built into them, so you can read mm. things like eBooks and things like that. So, uh, definitely, uh, there's a great Get Spritz page uh, mm-hmm. where you can see all of the different apps that that you can use. I think it's great for kids. I can't wait to introduce my kids to it. Uh, I think they're going to devour even more books. So there you go. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. So that's it for the old news. Let's talk about burnout. Where did this come from? Well, it came from a listener, and I'll have you read the message because you're so good at that. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll give it a shot. This message, uh, it, oh, this, this struck a chord with me. Here it is. I'm not sure if you've covered it before. There's a lot of episodes, but could you cover burnout? About a year ago, I started dog walking, but for several months, I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm trying to find another job, but I realize I should keep walking for the money until I do. And she goes on to talk about how she's finding herself just naturally sort of calling in sick more often to get out of it. And, and she's not sleeping well. There's enormous, enormous stress that comes along with this and, and uh, you know, missing the bus and all kinds of things. And all of these are things that come with this feeling of burnout and sort of the, the, the lethargy that comes with that sort of back, in, back of mind frustration with the job. And, and so that's the message that, that she wrote. And I think it's really worth talking about, and, and particularly the connection uh, to ADHD. Where do you want to start? Oh, boy. Gosh, there are so many places to start. You know, let's start with our own personal stories. When have you um, felt burnout from a job? Or have you? Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think everybody has at some point, right? I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for the planet. I know there are people who really, (laughs) really love their jobs, but uh, at some point or another, eventually you're going to wake up and not want to do what you're doing that day. Um, You know, I certainly... Uh, had it in the corporate job. It's why I left the corporate job. I just found like I was on planes too much. I was I was 
you know, not, I was fighting the same fires every day. I was struggling with the same struggles every day. And eventually that repetition just gets too old. Uh, and, and I found myself like having those same things. I just, and, and it wasn't that I was intentionally calling in sick to get out of work. I found myself getting sick a lot. Right. Like, like really sick, really like physically sick. sick. Right. Yeah. I, I literally had to call in sick because I, and, mm-hmm. and I now attribute that to, um, that experience of, of, um, you know, the, the stress and anxiety, it finally breaks down your physical body. So mm-hmm. I, that was certainly my concern. And it's been now over 10 years that I've been freelancing and sure that comes again. You find yourself doing the same thing over and over again. You know, it's time to take a break and shake it up and do something new, uh, find a new client, you know, change directions just a little bit to, to, to be able to, to keep moving forward. And I, you know, I have some other thoughts we'll talk about in a minute about maybe some things that, that I did to kind of help get out of that. Oh well, yeah, for uh, sure. but, we'll uh, but yeah, no, I definitely know the feeling of being sick. What about you? Yes. I mean, I think that every job, I mean, every job I've had, even including the one I do now, which is the one that I love the most, you know, sure. and definitely have the most passion for, but I'll tell you where I felt the burnout with that in just a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, every job I've had after college, you know, there's been things that I liked and didn't like. And, and I think the repetitiveness probably in some part was a, uh, a big drag, right. Doing the same thing over again. I didn't like doing sales like that. I did sales for a while and it's like, Oh, I knew that that wasn't for me because I just wasn't comfortable. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that there's just different areas. I really enjoyed human resources when I was in human resources. I really loved it, but I didn't love the, the nine to five being in a, um, cubicle, you know, all day long that I didn't love. Oh yeah. Um, And if there's anything that, that can, if you, even if you're, I I guess, particularly if you're in a, a pretty smart organization, human resources can get repetitive pretty quickly. Yes and no. I mean, I think that there's probably more, I think there's less in human resources than some jobs just because you're dealing with people. So you're, you're always dealing with a different situation. The repetitiveness of human resources is all the paperwork and, you know, all of the stuff that you have to do with that. But actually dealing with people is what made it fun because of those relationships and brainstorming and, and all that. But what I didn't like is being again in that corporate office of being kind of stuck into that nine to five in a cubicle. Yeah. You know, luckily I had a window, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but that was tough. And and the the area that I have found the burnout with my job now is not with clients because I love my clients and they're actually what keeps me going. It was last spring when I was doing the online course. And I was trying to get it out. So I was trying to uh, basically write the content, uh, design all the modules, think about marketing, think about the webinar, think about all of that stuff and try to get it out, you know, in May. Yeah. (laughs) And so there was a lot of work I was doing in a short period of time. And um, I was working a lot of hours, plus having my clients. And um, that's definitely around June is when I felt like, okay, I've got to, I got to pull back the strings and think about how I want to you know, do my summer because I can't keep at this pace. I am not a 12 hour day person. Yeah. Right. 
doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just you are, but you have so many other commitments that you have to fit into those three hours. Exactly. Family and kids. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but lessons are learned from that too, because I am my own boss. And so I think going forward, when I, um, when I do my next online course, I'm going to give myself more time and I'm not going to put such a deadline on it right. because it was hard. It was really hard at the end. And, um, you know, I felt it. So, you know, you learn from those things. Well, you found this article from the Mayo Clinic, which I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mayo and, and everything they do on specifically on job burnout. What sticks out to you here? Yeah. Well, what was so interesting about this, this uh, article is that when I decided to do this topic on the podcast, I thought, well, I'm going to just do a little bit of research and see what people have written about you know, burnout and, and ADHD. And uh, this particular article is not about ADHD. It's just about general job burnout. And I'm working with a client right now who I'm reading this article and I'm like, oh my God, this is my client. This is like, so I actually forward it to her and I said, you got to read this because I think this is what you're going through right now. And, um, and she of course agreed because it's, it's laid out really nicely because it talks to you about, you know, how how it feels to be in that kind of burnout um, mentality. And some of the questions that were asked is like, you know, have you become cynical or critical at work? And do you drag yourself to work? And are you having trouble getting started? And are you irritable and impatient with coworkers? And that was the thing that really stuck out to me about the client I'm working with right now is that she's definitely really impatient with some of her coworkers right now. And, and um, you know, it just, it raised that red flag. And having that lack of energy and not being productive and, um, you know, are you lacking that just satisfaction from even when you're achieving things? Do you not see, you know, that you did a good job? And so it, it really highlights, you know, some of the questions to think about, like, what stands out for you? If you think about why burnout happens right? Like what would be the reason for that? For me, it was because I was working too much. There sure. was just no balance. And so for most people, when you think about burnout, it probably is because they're overworked, they're working too many hours, their days are too long, they're stressed, they're exhausted mentally and physically. Um, it could be like what this gal is talking about with walking her dog. She just doesn't like doing it. Like they, she just doesn't like, for whatever reason, the dog walking is not motivating her anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So it could be the, the overworked, but it can also just be that you just hate what you're doing. Yeah. Right. So, and then they also in the article kind of talk about different reasons too. Um, I, but I think for me personally, it, it, the balance that is just off, you know, you're spending too much time at work, not yeah. enough time in personal, uh, which can lead to resentment, you know? And it's resentment that can go both ways, particularly at work. You know, if you, if you have people who report to you or, you know, who you report to, not just frustration with your peers, but, you know, you can take it out on, you, you can take it out up or down the chain of command, right? Oh, you and, bet. And you just never know when that stress is going to boil over. I was you've probably... Uh, it was a long, long time ago, one of my first jobs in, in technology, and I was in charge of setting up email addresses for new employees. And I had this idea I was so fixated on and so happy with do it, changing the schema of email addresses, right, from 
you know, I don't know what, I don't even remember what it was, first initial, last name, but I was super focused on that. And I thought I had the buy-in from the right people to make changes to these email addresses and add these new aliases. I know it sounds so ridiculous, but I was, I was really hyper-focused on this. I thought it was the best idea. And a VP came in to me and said, yeah, I'm not crazy about this. And she said it in a way that just triggered everything to me. And I blew up in the middle of the office it was an office space moment and i was doing these this this weird body language like waving my arms and oh i'll change it because it's what you want to have happen (laughs) i can just imagine right it was this crazy (laughs) voice that wasn't really her it was just this cartoon (laughs) and and it was and like it's in front of people it was just the stress and the trigger of you know the thing that i had so focused on and i had hung all my attention on was being tested in a way that I think surprised me and I was not emotionally in a good place to hear it. And, uh, it, it represented so much other stuff, uh, other frustration. This was the only thing I was happy out, <laughs> happy about. And she just poked a hole in it. And, uh, all I can say is, uh, wow, bless her for having patience because we are still friends to this day. And uh, <laughs> awesome. it, it is because she was understanding at that, at that point, but that's where like, you never know where that stress, if you're feeling that burnout, you just never know when that trigger is going to come. I know I certainly didn't. Uh, well, I'm glad you guys are still friends. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> that's really nice. Yeah, you don't know, you don't know like what's going to push you over the edge, you know for sure. Well, and and going back to how the ADHD affects the job burnout, what I found to be really interesting is if you think about this, this is just common sense. What happens to you, Pete, when you're under stress, when you're tired, you're not taking care of yourself, you're exhausted, you're in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. How how are you managing your ADHD at that point? Well, you're not. I I, f- I feel like I all of the the symptoms that I normally have accommodations to handle, I am not uh, well equipped to handle anymore. And they're so, out the window. Right. right. The, right. the levees break, so to speak. Yeah. So I think that um, if you're feeling job burnout and you have ADHD, I mean, it's a tough mountain to climb because, like you said, every all of those tools and structures go away and it becomes very difficult to manage and everything becomes much harder and the, and, and the consequences can be much more severe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think when I was reading this article and I sent it to my client, part of it was around awareness. I really wanted us to look at this and say, okay, is does this fit you? Is this what's happening? And that's what I would say to the listeners is, you know, identify if you're feeling this way about your job, if you're unmotivated, you're um, tired, you're burnt out, like what's going on and and identify, is it because of the number of hours that you're working? Is it because you don't like your job? You don't like your environment? Can you change your environment? Uh, maybe you need to t- just take better care of yourself, you know, yeah. so that those so you can put those structures back in place. Well, and this was a thing I, I, I'm thinking about specifically. It could be that you're not actually burned out with your job, but you're burned out somewhere else. Yes. The, the sort of echo, the gravity field of burnout is big and it may feel like you hate your job, but if you fix something else at home or just, just, you know, start exercising or eating better or something, there's a chemical balance, you have too much sugar in your system, whatever it can, it can mimic the feeling of burnout. And suddenly you're able to handle the things that are stressors. That's a really good point because that, that kind of can stop people from just immediately thinking, okay, I need to get a different job. Right. Because it may not be the different job that you need. Because I think in every job, there's pros and cons. Sure. I mean, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if there's, 
I, I just don't think anything is a hundred percent perfect all the time. Um, and so you're, you're going to have those stressors regardless of where you go. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you, you point that out because yes, I, I would definitely start looking at that basic self care. You know, how are you protecting your sleep? Are you making a priority to eat well? Are you exercising? All of these factors, like you said, are going to help you put those structures back into place and help you deal with those stressful times. Absolutely. Um, I would also look at your expectations. You know, um, I, I admire so many of my clients drive to, um, you know, they want everything to be exactly perfect or they want to exceed everyone's expectations, but sometimes those expectations are so high. And what I've been seeing lately is this guilt and it's a cycle that needs to be broken because what's happening is they're not feeling like they're as productive as they should be. And so they're trying to make that up by working longer Mm -hmm. and they're working longer, but then there's shame and fear around that. It's just not healthy. (laughs) So I I would really take a step back and say, okay, if you're working longer, you know, is it necessary? And how many hours can you really, you know, I mean, because I know that some jobs, like if you're an accountant or a tax person, you know, from January or probably what, from March to April, you're going to be working around the clock. I get that. Um, And you don't really have much of a choice. But, you know, with most jobs, like what, what's the, what are the boundaries that you need to set? How many hours do you want to work and how late do you really need to stay? And um, I'm all about going above and beyond with your work, but not at the expense of your own health. Absolutely. Or your family. Yeah. You know, if you have a family, I mean, we've talked about priorities before and I admire you, Pete, because you'll say my family comes first all the time. And, and as much as I want to say, that's a hundred percent how I feel too. I know that there's times where I'm in this office when I shouldn't be. Uh-huh. And, um, so, you know, I think that we have to look at all of that. So that that's kind of where I would start is looking at your basics, basic self care, and also what kind of boundaries do you, do you need to set and uh, help manage those stressors. And then, of course, if you really hate your job and you just like you know you just really do know you need to get out of it, then you need to start looking for a new job. And and aggressively too. Like I, I mean, putting putting feelers out, you know, while doing a job you don't like is is not always a great strategy you know right it, you, there are so many competing factors but best case scenario if you have a, a little bit of savings just you know it, it's time to to make some you always make sound financial decisions first right you don't want to put yourself in a no. bind. but if you have a way to say look this is not a good job for me i'm not doing it well uh, i'd like to um, you know put some sort of a plan in place to get me out of it in a way that doesn't leave you in a bind employer um, and and do what i can to help support you, but I'm going to need to move on and be very open about that. Because in my experience, um, doing things in secret uh, is never as efficient as being able to just hang a sign and authentically and honestly say, I'm on the market. And I'm, I'm not trying to look for a job in secret because I don't want to be you know fired by my employer. Instead, say, employer, 
I'm not doing well here. You and I both know it. I'm going to start looking for a new job. Uh, let's be clear about what my expectations or what you expect of me. Uh, generally, I find employers are much more forgiving in making that transition because while you're looking for a new job, they can also, uh, you know, look for somebody to replace you, right? These things can happen. You don't leave anybody in a, in an abandoned lurch. So be smart about it, but be open. It'll be much more efficient and, and clear and probably more successful more quickly. I, I think what I would do is I would probably want that open communication with my boss first and say, or coworkers and say, you know, these, these are things that are working for me. These are things that aren't working for me. What, you know, maybe you do that like at, at the time that you do your job evaluation or whatever. Uh, or if you have weekly meetings with your boss, you know, bring up like, these are the things I'm challenging or that, that I'm finding are challenging for me. Can we look at them and all of that? I don't know if I would necessarily come right out that I'm looking for a new job or that I'm thinking that I need to look for a new job. Oh, no, I I'm just, not saying that. I'm saying quit. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. if you are really burnt out, quit, but do it in a way that's responsible and aware of the commitment you've made to the employer. I'm not and saying- And if you have the funds to, yeah, to right, do that's that. That's why I always yeah. start with make sound financial decisions, but the more open and honest you can be with all parties involved, the better it's going to be for everybody. You will have a much better, more enthusiastic, much more successful time looking for a new job if you can be honest with the world and tell the world to be able to post it on Facebook, be able to post it on LinkedIn- that you're looking for a job. The only issue with that is most people might not have those financial means. And so then what do you do if you're not able to be that open? That's right. That's right. That is so, the question. But yeah, you know, of course, that's, that's why I laid it out the way I did. Like there's, yeah. there, there are definitely, you have to make the right financial decisions for you, but be aware that the more clear and more honest you can be, the better. Now make the right decisions within that, that landscape. Well, and I would, I would encourage people to do is that to, Two, even if you don't have those means, is to still get your resume ready, still look at the, um, you know, the different job boards, you know, network the way that you can, that you're comfortable with, but, but take action on it. Cause I think a lot of people think about it, but they yeah. don't do anything about it. Right. And that's where I would say now is the time to actually get a plan in place and, and, and do something about it. Yeah. Um, and if you do stay and because there are people in situations, I had one person that really did have to stay because she was so close to retirement that it wouldn't have made sense. It would not have made sense financially for her to leave her job. Um, so in that sense, how do you make the, the environment better for you? Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. How can yeah. you make the time that you're here um, more enjoyable? And that's where I would say, okay, focus on those positives. Don't dwell on the negatives because the more you dwell and focus on the negatives, that's what you're going to feel all the time. So really think about the positives. And, uh, you know, I think that also my mom always said this to me and I, it still holds true that a job is just a job. It's not necessarily, it's not who you are. It doesn't define who you are. So I would really encourage people to find joy in other areas of their life. That's not wrapped around their work and make that a priority so that when you do get off of work, you have something really fun to look forward to. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, I, I guess just make the situation as, as good as you can. And I remember also I had a coworker uh, that I worked with and she always brought fresh flowers to her office. And I remember asking her one time, I'm like, so 
are those from your husband? Like, you know, who, yeah, right. <laughs> who are those? Like, who's your secret admirer that brings you flowers all the time? And she goes, no, I just really enjoy, you know, flowers and, and I like them. And so I buy them every week for myself. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, you know, because that just, it's, it's a little joy of, you know, a little, uh, reminder yeah, yeah. Of, of the joy in your life and what you appreciate and what you think is beautiful. And I love my salt lamp. Like it's, I look at exactly. I appreciate and... that for sure. I, <laughs> when I was in, when I was in high school, my first real job in high school, I was a, uh, I was a parking lot attendant at the Manitou and Pikes Peak Cog Railway, the train that goes up and down Pikes Peak, uh, the mountain of Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs. Oh. Big tourist thing, and it's a it's a great thing. And I, I was there for a number of years. But the first job, I worked in the parking lot. So if you came up in a car, I would show you where to park. And the parking was very challenging there. The parking lot was not big enough for all of the traffic, and we had these massive buses. And it's on the side of a mountain, so you've got to like really manage turning these giant buses, and it was hot. And uh, like you're closer to the sun and they made us wear this terrible uniform. So all these things I really detested about the job. It was exhausting. It involved a ton <laughs> of running and managing these huge crowds. And I was not good at it because I was young and dumb and, and I was learning a lot, but I, I was exhausted. And one of my, uh, the, one of the managers there was a salty old guy. Uh, and he came in and he said, what's your favorite part of the job? And I said, well, it's, it'd be the, the lunch break. And he said, okay. <laughs> I was complaining to him about something. He says, the lunch break. So why is the lunch break your favorite? Well, I, I go downstairs and I, there's a, a cute girl my age and we're kind of, I kind of have a crush and I get to eat two hot dogs and, and <laughs> drink a root beer with the great ice. And, and I get to kind of, you know, flirt with this girl. And he says, okay, your job from now on, your official title is uh, chief break time, uh, lunchtime uh, flirt. That's going to be your job because that's the thing you enjoy the most. And what you do when you're not doing that is you have to take these kind of longer breaks to park cars. But if you change the way you think about what you're doing every day <laughs> and what you then you change what you're looking forward to. And lunch becomes not the, you know, and, and I'm not just saying everybody needs to focus on lunch, but there, right. is, there is an argument uh, that comes with finding your anchor. Like, what is the thing that you want to do? And then making that the, the, the even if it's the only thing that you do, celebrate that and everything else just becomes a, a bit of a cost that you pay in order to do that thing. That's so true. That's so true because, you know, you think about like the pieces of our business, right? Like, like you know, I don't just work with clients. There's a lot right. of pieces that I have to do to make my business run. Right. But it's definitely the clients that I enjoy the most and mm -hmm. what I look forward to and the reason that I do this. Um, but when I have to do like today, it's, you know, we're recording this on September 1st. So I have to do some bookkeeping today. Yeah. Believe me, I'm not looking forward to that. Truly. <laughs> I never do, you know, the paper, all the paperwork and the pushing and all the stuff that you have to do. It's like, but you're right. It's like, if you focus then on just what you enjoy and, and look at the other as just, okay, it's a little break until you can get back to talking to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. You know, it's good. Well, I, I think was, your shift of focus is always yeah, important no matter what, whether it's 16 year old you or, you know, 48 year old you, right. There's it's, it's, focus, what you focus on. So. Well, and just real quick before we wrap it up, I always think that the um, vacations and time off 
is just a really good thing too. (laughs) You know, I think it's a necessity. And I remember when I worked at the credit union, um, one of the things that I had to do as part of my human resources is do the new employee orientation. Every Monday morning, we had a new employee orientation and I would explain vacation time and sick time and all that. And I'd say, I would always be surprised how many people didn't take their vacation and, and to take it, you know, this is important. It's important. And so if you have time that you can take, um, cause that really can make a huge difference too. It, it, it just taking a few days and getting away from it and actually getting away from, um, social media and electronics and just really like escaping can really definitely change your view when you come back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. I love it. Is that awesome. it? That's where we're going to leave it? We feel That's good? That's where we're going to leave it, Pete. All right. Uh, it feels good to me. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. And uh, don't forget, did we talk about the Oh, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. So we should talk about this. Well, it's kind of a strange timing because this show is going to come out on Tuesday, September 5th. 5th. And the deadline to register for group coaching is Wednesday, September 6th. Now, does that um, mean at the end of the day, Wednesday, September 6th? Yes. And I mean, you know, I'm flexible. If you can tell me, I mean, if as long as there's room in the group, uh, if you can even tell me sometime next week, like yeah. the, the actual date starts on the 13th. That that's like our first yeah. session. It just takes some time administratively to get it going. Exactly. So, and yeah. There, there are still a couple of spots, right? Yes. Okay. So if if you do hear this a couple of days later and you're interested, please Give it a shot. please call me or email me, and um, I'll let you know what what we have available, and we'll do the best we can to to get you in there. So there's some leeway there, but yes, next week is definitely around the deadline. (laughs) And if you're listening to this um, way after the fact, and you're still interested in group coaching, please go to the website at Take Control ADHD, go to group coaching and get on the waiting list because I do offer these periodically Um, and uh, be happy to tell you when the next one is. So pretty much if you go to the site and it says you can still register, Register. Then you should register. But once it changes to uh, join the wait list, you'll be on the wait list. It's exactly. Pretty clear. It's pretty clear that way. We're pretty, it is. We feel good it really that. is. <laughs> we do. We do. We, we do a good job with that. Good, good job, Pete, right? Yeah, you too, Nikki Kinzer. Good job. Hey, uh, thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening. Good job, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We sure appreciate your time and your attention, most especially your attention, uh, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, who's done a really good job. Uh, I'm Pete Wright, also doing a good job. And we'll see you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD Podcast.